having med school monday welcome to the micro my petters podcast my name is jamal my name is mo we created this podcast to give fellow pre-med students the opportunity to give an insight into each of their unique perspectives we understand that we're just students but we firmly believe that creating a safe space for all of us to share discuss and reflect on our experiences with other aspiring physicians can give us and our listeners a holistic foundation into the path into medical school as micropeders we hope to make a difference by extracting the knowledge we obtain from each episode and releasing it to our audience the journey to med school has lost for ups and downs and we're here to help you every step of the way welcome to micropeders Today, we'll discuss our personal journeys to this point and give an outlook to the future of the podcast. First things first, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Mo. I'm a sophomore at the University of Maryland, and I'm a business major with hopes of obtaining an MD MBA. My dad's probably disappointed that it's not the NBA, but I guess this is the next best thing. (laughs) All jokes aside, I want to go to medical school because I've seen how medical professionals can impact their community. Growing up in a society of doctors, I noticed that they get a certain level of respect. And especially with COVID-19, I can appreciate people risking their lives to keep others safe. Like Jamal mentioned earlier, as cliche as it sounds, all I want to do is make a difference. My name is Jamal, and I'm a junior at the University of Maryland. I'm currently trying to complete my double degree, where I'm majoring in psychology, PPE. No, it's not the equipment. It's philosophy, politics, and economics. And I'm also on the pre-med track. I honestly did not want to be a doctor until my freshman year in college. I hated my science classes in high school. And honestly, we want to be as far away from medicine as possible. However, I experienced a life-changing event, which ultimately altered my course towards medicine. Coming from a family of physicians, I was gratefully never pressured to be a physician, yet something sparked, you know, kind of like Katy Perry. But anyways, I honestly want to help others in my community. I'm interested in the healthcare system and love learning about the intersection of movies and psychiatry. All right, so let's transition into our first topic of discussion, classes. So Jamal, what classes have you taken or liked and disliked the most? Yeah, so I kind of started most of my classes late because I, as I mentioned earlier, wanted to be a physician after freshman year. And I've also taken a bunch of classes. Um, I'm a fan of Gen Chem 1. I thought it was like relatively easy. It's kind of like verbatim, like high school, like honors chem, like, like that kind of vibe. Um, I also took like principles of bio. It's pretty nice. Um, a lot of memorization, but it's it's manageable. Um, I took sociology as well, which is very interesting. I saw like the intersection of like humanities and medicine, which is really cool. It's very like writing based, so you have to like write a lot. I mean a lot. Um, I took physics one and two with Mo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a pretty solid class, you know. Just, you know, <laughs> uh, kinetic energy. You know the vibes. Anyways, um, genetics was interesting. Um, it started off like easy and then I like picked up, but like it was like not the bad of a class to be honest. Um, now the big, the big boys, Orgo and Orgo 2. Um, Orgo 1 is like, I feel a very difficult class essentially because you kind of like throw in a different, like a language and you have to like memorize it. But if you put in the effort, like it's manageable, it's understandable, but you know, depending on the professor, it could be, you know, piece of cake, it could be difficult, but at the end of the day, you know, I just kind of like know your stuff and that's honestly it i mean orgo 2 i liked a lot more because i think it's more memorization based because it's just reactions but orgo 1 is just you know you know a cataclysmic event you know so uh mo you mentioned that you're a business major how would you describe your ability to balance your business classes with pima classes like is it manageable a lot of work what do you got to say 
I mean, for me, it, it wasn't too bad uh, over my high school career, but especially during uh, this quarantine period, I was able to really develop some good time management skills. I know with online and virtual learning, it's, it's pretty hard to, you know, just stay there and stare at a laptop for so many hours and think, you know, like, what am I going to do within this time? Because eventually you're going to have some burnout. And I feel like that's a pretty big problem within the pre-med community, especially. But, you know, with all these business classes and pre-med classes intersecting in my schedule, I feel like, you know, uh, trying to manage my time effectively while I'm just staying at home, not going out, not doing anything. I feel like that has really uh, pushed me to get some better time management skills. But also my professors have been really helpful at the business school, at the Smith School of Business. And I feel like they, you know, really uh, helped me to better, not only just manage my time, but manage my workload better. I think the the way that they laid out the entire course was very, uh, very effective and efficient. We, everything was organized and it was very easily accessible. So many office hours, you know, and so that, that might've been the, that's probably why I find it manageable. I feel like, especially during COVID, office hours were like, some people were like very hesitant to go. Did you go to office hours a lot or? Um, not really for me because I felt like I understood the topics, but uh, what I did do was go to a lot of virtual uh, study sessions with some of my classmates. So we were able to, uh, you know, just go over a lot of things. And uh, I actually went to a lot of Orgo One office hours because those were extremely helpful. So I really appreciate my Orgo professor, shout out Dixon, for, um, for really being accommodating during this time. Uh, setting up so many opportunities for office hours and I think that that was a great way to you know try to help students who might have been going through a tough time with the virtual learning and all to have so many uh, time slots to go and you know try to understand as you mentioned Orgo is basically just you know if if you're comparing it to a language that you learned in high school it's like taking a level two language learning and like at level two without getting the introduction, you just get level two, and then the test is essentially like AP. You know what I'm saying? If you go take Spanish two, and then they test you on AP Spanish. So I, th I think it's it's that, it's pretty challenging, but yeah, the way that she definitely. outlined that course for us, and the amount of resources that she provided us, I think was, was very you know kind of her to do, because she certainly did not have to do that. I understand that this has been a really challenging time for students and teachers alike. So the fact that she did that was awesome. Yeah, I agree. I feel like a big issue, especially now, is the toxicity of students. I, for one, has just been like immersed into this like huge like competitive nature with like a bunch of people. And it's, it can be hard for some people. At times, like people are like, you know, forced to take classes that they may not have ever thought they would ever take, but it's required for pre-med. And some people are like, hey, I got a better grade than you. Or like, hey, you suck. Oh, you got a, what, B minus? Oh, you're not good enough. I think the biggest thing of PMEDS is just, you know, competitiveness. That the, the urgency to be better. And, you know, I think comparing yourself to someone else is like not what you should do. I think everyone is different. Everyone has their own path. And at the end of the day, you know, people hope for your downfall. And I don't want that to happen. It's horrible. It's, you know... It's not how people should aspire to be physicians. It's how it's demoralizing. Yeah, really, I really agree with you there. And I like that point that you brought up about 
constantly uh, comparing yourself to others as a pre-med. And um, I want to quickly mention this really, uh, you know, astounding quote that I found the other day. Um, I, I don't know who it's from, but it goes, if you compete with others, you become bitter. But if you compete with yourself, you become better. And I just think that that really personifies how we should, you know, try to approach um, our our destiny to become physicians. Because, um, you know, we shouldn't have to compare ourselves to others in order to better ourselves. You know, everyone has their own unique journey. And I think that we should enjoy that. And really just taking the fact that we are tr all trying to make the world a better place by becoming, you know, physicians. And you, know, you don't have to compete yourself, you don't have to compete with other people in order to, you know, make yourself better. And I think that, you know, you talked about people always trying to put you down, people hoping for your downfall, you know, like those type of people who thrive off of other people's struggles, those are the type of people that aren't, you know, content with themselves. And I feel like once you're content with yourself, you don't have to, you know, criticize other people to make yourself better. I think a really interesting thing that we could talk about is, uh, you know, I know that we're both Desis, right? And I'm Indian, you're Pakistani. There's a lot of competition in that facet. But how do you think that, you know, your culture and upbringing has ingrained that competitive mindset into your approach to pre-med? You know, just like Malasari said, it's the climb. It's the climb. You have to aspire to the end goal and you have to get there somehow. Um, there's hardships along the way and it's a hard path. But at the end of the day, you will get that climb. You know, shout out to Molly Cyrus, Hannah Tanner. What's up? Anyways, um, yeah, huge part of our culture. I think it's like embedded like for what, hundreds of years? Like, no, hundred, like a hundred years from now, like in 1940s, 1950s, 1960s, you know, people from Pakistan, India were sent to America because they felt that America was the best place, you know, had the best opportunities. And even now, you know, people feel that, you know, that we're immigrants or second generation students and we need to be in the American system, be doctors and provide for the families. And it's just the constant, constant, you know, fear, grind. yeah, grind, exactly, that they need to live up to that goal. And it's, 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 it's honestly comes with a stereotype, you know, people feel as if, you know, there's a, people feel that Asian people, Indian people, they see people are, you know, inherently smart. And, you know, if some someone's not, they feel, you know, demeaned. They feel that if, you know, I should be a doctor, you know, my culture, I guess, should mandate that I'm a doctor. But that's not true at all. That's not true at all. We've come to a realization that, you know, over time, that will hopefully go away. But as of has been for many years, that it won't. And that's really bad. Yeah, I, I agree with you in that sense. And, um, you know, coming from an Indian household where I've got a lot of physicians in my family, you know, there's always been that pressure to, you know, doctor, become a doctor, this, that. So it's it's always been there for me. But uh, I, I guess everyone reacts differently to pressure. Right. And for me, I I enjoy being that competitive, that competitive with uh, people my age. I I want to be the best because, you know shout out DJ Khaled, um, everybody has their own approach. And I want to be the best because, you know, that I'm just that competitive. And that's in my mindset to be like that. So 
I think that that uh, that competitiveness comes from my you know my culture, and that to be the best I think and not settle whatsoever I think that definitely comes into my upbringing and I see that a lot in my father actually where he uh, has this desire to be the alpha dog and you know I, I hope you know he doesn't come after me after this but you know just that the fact that you know we have this aspiration to be the best and have everyone in our rear view I think that is a big part of that pressure that uh, you know people in our generation as desis feel so uh, that that's a, a problem for some and it could serve as motivation for others so for me I, I take this pressure and I, I like to learn from it I like to grow from it it's all just how you perceive and respond to that pressure so that's my take it's a very good take um, so in addition to that I feel like the biggest issue now is the stigma that premium students have yeah um what is your take on that any personal examples anything like that i mean yeah uh i tell people all the time you know um business and pre-med and so they're like whoa you know how do you manage to do this all you must not have any time and i can assure you i i have plenty of time it's just how you end up managing that time and i think the most important thing to do you know to do with this stigma going on is to take care of your mental health because um, the, that's just the, the most important thing that will keep you going. And um, to add on to that, I, I think that um, joining the crisis text line over the summer during the quarantine period has really allowed us, I, th- I know yeah. that you are also part of it, but it's allowed us to you know, develop those active listening skills and help other people. It makes us feel better about ourselves but then one thing that they really promote there is taking care of yourself, finding something that you enjoy and, you know, just uh, just something to ease your mind that that will make you so much more effective. It'll give you, you know, some peace. And so that is something that I don't think is is very valued within the pre-med community because uh, and it's, it's very underrated in, in terms of, you know, a priority. We, we should all you know have uh an emphasis onto our mental health but how do you uh, approach that especially as a pre-med you know i like how you touched on how the crisis gave us that opportunity um i think in a lot of like not a lot of fields do this but there's this thing called vicarious trauma where like if you like listen to a, a person who's going through like depression or something or like a horrible event and it has like a latching effect on you for example like you're a psychiatrist and you hear about someone who's going through like suicidal ideations, and you got to have that like you got to like think when you go back home, you know, wow, this is horrible. That's vicarious trauma, and I think that's the same thing with pre med. You know, you got to study for a test literally for a week, and you can end up getting a D on it, and you just go back home and you just sit back and you out and you're like, what did I do wrong? Or for example, another instance, you know, your friend could not have studied, you know, merely more than like twenty minutes gets an A. And you're thinking back to yourself, you're like, wow, what, what do I do? Like, how is this, like, possible? And you touched this in well, you know, crisis gives us an opportunity to take a break. If it's hard on you, you can, like, literally take a break. And that's called, like, burnout. You know, people burn out. It's inevitable. You, we work hard. You get tired. Everyone deserves a break. And it's important to take care of your mental health. 
Yeah, to add on to your point about, uh, you know, the undervaluation of mental health in the pre-med community, um, I really want to bring up this Kaplan test prep survey. And uh, speaking of Kaplan, great, you know, MCAT prep uh, resource. But uh, they did a, a survey back in March, I believe, where they surveyed about 400 pre-med students. And they found that almost four in 10 aspiring doctors have seriously considered dropping their plans for a medical career due to the level of stress they experienced as a pre-med. And I think that really just epitomizes, you know, how much stress and pressure we go through as pre-meds, which is really undervalued as a community. And that really just stresses the point that we have to, um, you know, prioritize our mental health in order to avoid burnout, in order to keep us going, to keep that motivation for us. And essentially just to, have our best selves performing day in and day out on that pre-med grind. But what, what else do you have to say about that, Jamal? I think especially when the addition of COVID, it's had a lot of additional stressors, you know, um, with, you know, financial stress, um, just being away from people for a long time. It's just, you're by yourself and you just focus on the computer and just like want to be a doctor. There's like nothing to like, no social life to help alleviate those like stressors and that's like huge you know um because like people always think you know pre-med students are machines they're not they're human and i think society and like you know the stigma against them have lost that perception um so moving forward you know we plan to you know release a lot of videos over the course of the year and um thank you for for listening to our first podcast you know we appreciate it and before we let you guys go, we just want to wish you guys, you know, Happy New Year, Happy 2021. Mm-hmm. And we just want to make sure that we offer some resources f- to maintain proper mental care. Yeah, so I know that we're all home for the holidays uh, for this year, but, you know, self-care is so important. And here's a few ideas. Um, you can obviously, you know, video call or spend time with your loved ones. Make sure that, you know, take care of those close to you and, you know, really just enjoy their company for the time being. Do something that really makes you happy, whether that's, you know, baking, exercise, listening to music, going for a walk, playing with a dog, video games, anything. Please feel free to engage in that. Um, You know, you deserve to be happy and you deserve to, you know, have some relief, especially, uh, you know, with all the things that happened in 2020. Let's try to go into 2021. With a new wave. Let's let's, let's, let's rock this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's leave all that negativity behind. Be supportive of each other. Um, yeah, so do something that makes you smile, you know, and with that being said, happy new year and stay tuned to the micro pipettas. All right. Happy new year, y'all. Peace.